Good morning and welcome to the farmstead. This is Larry and this is also Dawn. <laughs> it's me. It's you. And where are we at, dear? Oh, we're relaxing on our back porch patio Saturday morning, having a cup of coffee, listening to the country sounds. Yep. I'm loving it. That is the good thing about being out here is just the natural sounds. We don't hear the interstate, mm -mm. which is what we always heard at our old house. Yes. Uh, we live, what, quarter mile probably from the interstate? At the old house. At the old house. And now the closest highway is three miles, and it's just a two-lane highway. And... Uh, the closest main country road is right at a half a mile away, and there's only a car on it every, I don't know, five minutes maybe at the most. Yeah, um, if that. So we just hear a lot of bird sounds, and right now we hear the sounds of toenails, dog toenails on the deck uh, from our little puppy Roscoe. Yeah, our little... 60 pound seven month old puppy yes. great pyrenees puppy <laughs> who uh who didn't have to go into work real early today uh his work is we take him from the house where he still spends the night and take him out to the goat pen where max and ruby our seven-year-old great pyrenees are that guard the goats at night he's just not quite as he <laughs> as he rolls over on a, his back with a bone uh, just having, he's got a lot of puppy in him, so he's just out there during the day, uh, has the opportunity to, to wander around, but a lot of times he just, he just seems to hang out in the, the pen area where we feed the goats, uh, even if the goats and dogs are somewhere else, and Dawn, you have a suspicion about that. I think he got spooked one day when he was out in the woods with the goats and the dogs, and he came back with, um, his face was totally muddy, totally muddy, and he was looking rather nervous about things, and so, you know, I laughed about it, took a picture, posted it, and really didn't think too much after that, and about a week later, I was down in the woods and noticed that in our little creek back there, um, which is rather small <laughs> creek, um, there was a pretty good size snapping turtle in there and i'm wondering if roscoe this is you know of course he can never tell us but i'm wondering he if never tells us anything nothing yes what what happens in the goat pen stays in the goat pen of course <laughs> with roscoe but i'm wondering if possibly he met up with the snapping turtle and it didn't go well which is why his face was totally muddy and since that day he's pretty much stayed pretty close to the pen so i was hoping that this weekend that him and i uh, would um, go for a walk and see if i can introduce him out into the woods again and make him feel a little bit more comfortable so maybe we can also see if that snapping turtle's still down there and remove it yeah yeah he does very good guarding the goat pen, whether it's full of goats or empty, but he does very good guarding the goat pen. He's just, he's just not quite comfortable. He's too little. He's just a baby still. He's learning. Not comfortable. Some, again, something happened out there that's made him very nervous because he used to go out there, and now 
he won't. So I need to go out there with him and sort of have him start feeling comfortable out there again. Mm. <laughs> He's a silly puppy. Yeah, lots of puppy in him still. Lots of puppy in him still. He's getting there. Well, I was just noticing just before we started recording, I knew it had been a while since we had posted anything for y'all, but it goes back to, what did I say, June 6th was the last time I had a recording. I don't know if it was just me or if you joined in on that one or not. Uh, but uh, let's see, probably, you know, just thinking of the goofiness, probably our goofiest animals here. What, do you, what would you say is our goofiest animals? Are you thinking of our ducks? I'm thinking of our ducks. <laughs> How did we get the ducks? Refresh the memory of our people. Keep us entertained. Well, we got six domestic ducks that were hatched through a incubation program at a school where my friend teaches in grade school. Grade school, yeah, and she uh, um, gave me the ducks to raise, and, and my my whole intentions was to put them on the pond course my concern was we have snapping turtles in the pond so and then I think minus one yes this is true and then I think all then um was it like a couple weeks after we got the ducks that we ran it that we got these uh wild duck eggs yes 10 wild duck eggs and um we got 10 of them and um learned all about incubation of eggs and on mother's day six hatched six of the ten six yeah. of the ten hatched yeah and then um i can't remember when exactly but we we took them out and that those ducks i was i was just planning on putting on the pond and um they for whatever reason ducks didn't like the water and ran back into the farm area and so however anyhow we're down to four now we have four and they live with the domestic ducks but um, just recently, about a week or so ago, um, the three of the, of the wild ducks disappear on a regular basis and try to figure out why. Well, now we've figured out why. They're flyers. They've learned to fly. And so they fly around the pond and quack, 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 quack every time they, they, follow, they go over us. I'm wondering if they're saying, hey, come feed us because when it's feeding time, here they come and land right in and eat. Mm-hmm. Well, the fourth one also flies, but it does more of just hanging out with, with the, the domestic. domestic ducks. But it's, they, I mean, from where we're sitting right now, when I look to the south, about 100 feet away is the pond. And then you go across a small field and then a little pasture on the other um, neighbor's property. And then there's this big woods tree line, and they will fly and disappear over the top of that tree line. So they're they're traveling a little distance when they go go out, but usually it's just three that fly. Sometimes there's the fourth one will join them. Yeah, I don't really see four. I don't think I've ever seen four. I've seen fly. four fly. All at the same time. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I've only seen three. But the domestic ones, whenever they are gone, they, they get a little upset. It's like, hey, 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 why, why aren't you here? Yeah, and you can see them. They flap their wings, and they get maybe an inch or two off the ground. And it's, it's, a, it's a disappointment. It's, it's comical. <laughs> yes, it is. It's very funny. But they are the, the, the domestic ones are the noisiest ones in the pen. In the pen, the wild ones don't say a word. Yeah, they're very quiet. And I was very surprised that... 
the other night when I was sleeping in the camper with the girls, which is right next to the duck pen, um, those ducks, they talk all night long. And I would have thought they would have been quiet due to, you know, not letting predators know where they're at. But all night long, they're talking. Mm-hmm. And I was really Kind of like the girls at the Girl Scout troop? Yeah. They talk all night long? Yeah, there you go. Maybe they were practicing. Maybe they're all girl ducks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Can't tell which is males and which is females yet. Something about a flip up the tail, but it's not working for me yet. <laughs> I'll get there. Oh, well, we've had some other birds. Uh, we've got our, last year we had our four laying hens that we uh, got as chicks and they've been giving us eggs and then we decide to expand it and uh expansion went into an explosion yeah yeah it's it's you know you go through your local farm store for us it's you know rural king and and they've got these you know uh watering uh trough container things filled with baby chicks and and uh yeah how many do we have in the pen now? I think there's 21 now. Yeah, 21 chi- uh, chickens in there of various sizes and ages. And uh, breeds. All and breeds. breeds. And I think... Quite a menagerie of breeds. Yeah, that's kind of cool seeing all the different colors. They're not all the same. That's the neat part about different it. Different colors, different sizes, different dispositions. We've got this one. We don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's small. To me, it has the head like a hawk, so maybe it's actually a chicken hawk, and it just is is <laughs> undercover. It's a it's a spy. That's what it is. It's a mole. <laughs> it's it's sending back information at night, but but it just sits. It doesn't really walk around. It just it just sits. And, and then the, we have one that we know that is a rooster, and it seems to sit next to that one on a regular basis. So I don't know. <laughs> they're spies. <laughs> I'm really thinking it. <laughs> yeah, we think of the 21, um, two of them. I, I'm thinking two of them are roosters. We may have more, but again, it's a learning experience and trying to figure out what we have exactly. <laughs> and if we want to keep the roosters, I don't know. <clears throat> Depends on how they behave. Yeah, because, I mean, I hear so many different stories about roosters, and of course, this is our first time, and... I don't know what I want to do exactly with roosters. You know, if they cause a problem, let's just put them in the buck pen. And and then they can just, you know, it'll just be this <laughs> men's club. Well, we had we we did that with a goat. We had a goat, one of our favorites, Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, and Vincent Van Gogh is a weather who's always lived with the does. Mm-hmm. And he's a forever boy for his mom, Princess. But... He was just being a, very bullyish, very much a bully. I was going to say a butthead, uh, which I think you can <clears throat> legally say about goats being yeah, a butthead. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, he we we threatened him. We had conversations with him, but it's like he doesn't understand English or language concepts, <laughs> and so we uh, we decided that he was going to go to the buck pen, which which was interesting. He. he he, he found out that there is a difference between bucks and does in the well, fact that he smelled like a doe. He smelled like a doe, and now we're going into rut, so it became a very interesting experience for poor Vinny. Well, I mean, nothing happened to Vinny, but... That I we mean, know of. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he did find, he found out 
pretty quickly because he was being kind of chased around and he was having to defend himself. But he found that he we've got a uh, what we call the buck cave. You know, it's kind of our concept of a man cave. There was a man cave and the bucks took over and spray painted buck cave on it. And it's it's a four by four foot cube that I made. Um, and it's it's just a small little shed. And he, there's some dog houses on each side. So, you know, if a goat wants to be by itself or something, they can go in there and kind of get away from the others. But he learned that he could jump onto the dog house and then jump up on top of the buck cave. And the others are not jumpers. Yeah. Not like him. Cause, I mean, yeah. even the other pygmy ones don't do that much jumping. No. And so he just lays down up there, master of his domain, and... Nibbles, yeah, he, on, nibbles on the leaves that yeah, are over there. There's some tree limbs hanging over, so he'll <laughs> rear up on his hind legs and do some nibbling. But yeah, that's that's where he got put into jail for being a bully. <laughs> so we could put the if the chickens act up, we can put them over there, and who knows? I mean, and, and Vinny wasn't hurt or anything. We we made sure that you know the he bucks weren't yeah. weren't hurting them. I mean, there's always a pecking order and. Um, in fact, yesterday when I was feeding, I noticed that Vinny was pushing them to get to the trough. So he apparently feels more comfortable in his location. <laughs> in his new location now. <laughs> we have threatened a couple of other <laughs> weathers in the, in the dough pit. Say, hey, you want to go be with Vinny? <laughs> you may not like it. Better settle down. Yes, oh. talk to Vinny. <laughs> talk to Vinny. You can talk to him through the wire. It's like a prison. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and we were wondering if some of our Kiko does may have jumped the fence. Remember, we were, um, when they, they appeared to be in heat and, uh, uh, they were. Kept getting out. You kept getting out and we're just kind of wondering, you know, they're, they're acting a little different. I noticed a couple of them are bagging up some. Oh, their no. Their teats are getting exceptionally long. Uh, they're, and I don't know if, if in that particular breed, whether the females will do that just naturally or if, if something may have happened. So we don't know. Uh, my, my lovely wife, for those of you listening, is making a, a face. Uh, a face of dis, displeasure. Well, that's what Shadow did. <clears throat> yeah, Shadow. Shadow jumped the fence. Because oh, we thought she was going to give birth a month later, according to when we did the breeding, and, and she found uh, a pygmy. Uh, yes. So we will see what happens. But she had two of the beautiful boys, but they're not full Kikos. No, they, uh, the Kikos have the floppy ear kind of thing going on, and they have pygmy ears yep. to beat the band. We just don't know who daddy is. Yeah. Who's the daddy? Who's your daddy, right? <laughs> We also have uh, some other poultry. Uh, we have our second set. We, uh, well, after Dawn had gone crazy buying chicks. Okay, well, I didn't go crazy. With the ducks that came with the incubation program from the grade school, I also got four chicks. Yep. And then in the meantime, I found my lavender orbs that I wanted, and so I got three of those. Now we're up to seven. However, when you couldn't find the lavender orps, what did you buy with grandson Nicholas? Mm, some sapphire gems. Four of those. Four of those. <laughs> okay, so, and then that <clears throat> was it. That was all I had at right. that Right, and point. so we were at Rural King. At it was point. after church, wasn't it? Yeah. Stopped by there, and uh, 
I, I gave her what for. I said, okay, we're going to be walking. We're going through the feed aisle, and we're going to be walking by the chicks. And he said, do not buy any chicks. No You're chicks. You're not allowed to. We, we, no more. And what did Larry so do? So we come around the corner, and mm-hmm. this lovely wife of mine said, hey, aren't those chickens that you want to have for meat birds, those Cornish cross? And it's like, yeah. And she said, look, they're on sale. Right. Which is code word for me. Well, hey, even if you don't need it, if it's on sale. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they they were a good price. Cause, they were um, half price. Well, they were, were they? They were the, a buck a piece. Yeah, the first set we got was a buck a piece. And then when we went in the second day, um, they were 50 cents. Because we picked out a few that were 50 cents once. But anyhow, we walked out of Rural King that more that day with thirty. No, no, no. It's twenty-seven. Twenty-seven chicks. When he told me, "Do well, not buy any more chicks," and he walks out with twenty-seven. But 27. you know, this was a good price for starting the meat birds, which was interesting because in the monks of midst, midst of those twenty-seven, they had other birds that they were trying to get rid of, so they just threw them in too. So we ended for the up, same discounted price. Yeah, so we ended up with like four or five more chicks to add to the ones that, yeah, we really wanted. <laughs> So that meant that, okay, where are we going to put these chicks at? So we had them, uh, along with the ducks and the other chicks, in the our, our bathroom that is off the bedroom with heat lamps on them. And, uh, oh, we only did that for a short time until well, yeah, we got... Well, but, yeah, but, but they were still in there. We had a right. nice, nice poultry odor, odor in the bedroom. I think that the Cornish Cross were only in the bathroom for a couple of hours. They weren't were in they? there. Yeah. I thought they were there for a little bit longer. No. But we wound up moving them into one of these big water trough things, like where you see the chicks at their feed stores. Uh, we had one. Um, honey, there is a, a horse, horse out. walking. Okay, I think um, we need to say. Uh, walking wrap up. through the, the barn lot uh, outside of the pen. We need to It is uh, Elwood. So Jake and Elwood are looking for their, their black car and their old. Uh, police car and they're going to go on a ride make a long story short we raised 25 uh cornish cross and had them butchered at eight weeks and then uh a few days later we had 40 more delivered of which uh two didn't make it and they are now in the barn and uh yeah we could have talked a few more minutes but i think we better go find why our horse is out (laughs) it's there's never a dull moment on the farm and uh, so if you are a farmsteader, I hope you have a great weekend. And if you are thinking about farmsteading, it is fun. It is a lot of work, but it is fun. And if you have miniature horses uh, that are now eating on the grape harbor, uh, you better go take care of them. <laughs> have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye.